Hello everyone, I'm Rachel, and you're listening to Let's Talk Avatar. This is a watch-through of The Legend of Korra. Isaac and I will be discussing each episode and giving our opinions on it. Just as a reminder, this podcast does contain spoilers for The Legend of Korra. This is a teen-rated podcast, so listener discretion is advised. Hey everyone, welcome back to Let's Talk Avatar. I'm Rachel. And I'm Isaac. And we're excited to be back recording after our little two-week break that we said was only going to be one week, but we like classic Let's Talk Avatar move. <laughs> um, we're getting into season two of Legend of Korra now. So I love season two. I'm actually looking forward to this. And I wanted to say something as usual. One, we had, have another giveaway upcoming on our Instagram. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Every episode we do a giveaway. Two. I I don't know when the giveaway is going to be yet, so bear with us. Two. Um, I know I say this like every other podcast, but instead of explaining the episode, we're going to start talking about what like things that we noticed about it that we liked or certain things like that because it just takes too long to literally literally go through and re like hash the entire episode if that makes sense hash mark the episode yep hash it up hash brown okay um Um, do you want (laughs) to the first we'll just we'll just jump let's talk avatar so let's just talk avatar okay so the first episode in season two is called rebel spirits i think rebel spirit um loved it um except when did Mako and Korra get together? Was that was that just is that the beginning of this season? Yeah, because they kiss at the end of season one. Oh my so it kind of insinuates like, hey, I'm tired we're of it together. Already. Me too. I'm gonna be honest. I'm so tired of that. That is one of my talking points about this episode. I actually have quite a few talking points. Um, I love the direction they're going in this season. I, me and Isaac were just talking about before we started recording. We love spirits. Like, we love... <laughs> that sounded bad. I mean, I, it's not like we love spirits, but, like, the idea of spirits in the Avatar universe is so interesting to us, so that's what we love. We don't love, like, conjuring spirits and stuff like that. Like, that's not us, but, Halloween you know... Halloween special. <laughs> we should do a Halloween special. That would be Perfect for season two. Yeah. Because the spirit world... <gasps> And they are pretty spooky. Spoopy. Spoopy boy. <laughs> We're so spoopy on today's episode, guys. Um, can I just go through and do like a rundown of all the characters we're introduced to? Or like, I'm going to give an update on where everyone's at. So, Marco is... Wait, I wanted to do it. daddy. Okay, beyond that, um, Mako and Cora are dating. Bolin's still pro-bending even though Korra and Mako aren't yeah, and it's for- not the same. I kind of forgot about that when it when it was like the first opening scene I was like oh. Yeah right you're like yeah pro-bending I loved it and now I just don't I care mean, about it. What else would Bolin be doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Mako's a cop works for Lin Beifong which sense. makes sense. Asami's running Future Industries but is struggling because her dad's in prison so no one wants to work with Future Industries. <laughs> <laughs> Um, then you meet Kaya, who is Tenzin's older sister, um, Avatar Aang. Why does it say Avatar Aang? Aang and Katara's only daughter. Um, you see Katara again. You also meet Unalak, who is Korra's 
uncle, her dad's brother. And then you get to see, like, Cora's family again. You meet Varric, a.k.a. Isaac's daddy. Um, and who else is in Eska this? Eska and Desna, Cora's yeah, cousins. Yeah, I really don't. I'm not... I'm not a huge fan of them. Like, they just annoy me. I just me. love their fight style. Like, I love the animation of them. So, I can't wait for it. Even though it's not been shown yet. I just, I'm just not I'm a fan of them. They kind of annoy me, And I love honest. the fact that Aubrey Plaza plays yeah. Eska. They, they could did have am- not picked a better voice actress for that character. They did do an amazing job with that. You know what I, I feel agree. like? I feel like they, they already had Aubrey Plaza. And then they were like, hmm, let's make a character right for like, her yeah because That's what it, it feels like it fits her so well it reminds me of her character from parks and rec you know like yeah. how like serious and gloom and doom yeah but it, also like really funny yeah exactly <laughs> sarcastic it, it just fits the character so well um, so that's how we're, we're introduced to so many new characters in season two and right off the bat, you're like kind of bombarded. And if it's not for the fact that like, we've already seen it. So we know where, like what role all these characters play, you would kind of feel overwhelmed. I'm trying to think back to how I felt when I was like, you know, we're starting off. I remember when I first watched this, I think my first reaction was to go find you and be like, Rachel, you have to watch this series. I can't wait till you get to season two. And then I was like, oh my gosh, whatever. And then, oh, did we ever tell the story about how when we were kids and we saw them, saw the ads for Korra on the internet, we thought it was Katara. Oh, like yeah. we thought it was a whole series about Katara. And we're like, I mean, we liked Katara, but probably not going to watch yeah, it. Yeah, I just remember thinking like, mm. Yeah, like, eh, I guess I'm. we watched Avatar The Last Airbender, but, you know. Yeah, but at that point, I also didn't remember exactly what happened, so. Yeah, it had been a while, you know. Anyways, um, I don't know if you want to already talk about this, but I'm ready to talk about it, because I just Let's need just to get it in. off of my chest. Is it Unalak? Korra. Okay. Stop continuously picking the worst <sighs> teachers. I get that, I get that Tarlock was... A council member or whatever and i get that unalak is your literal uncle who can you know calm spirits like it is a pretty cool thing he can do but, but they're not necessarily the best teachers me and isaac so we both watched episode one and two yesterday but at different times so we weren't together and we i wrote notes down and then he texted me and i woke up to his text messages and we thought the same exact thing at a certain part which was about you know where she chooses unalak over tenzin and her dad and it's just like yeah like how can you continuously choose the wrong she's just immature like she's so immature and it irritates me to my core and her dad is such a good guy like he's fighting for his his whole family he's can we just acknowledge the fact that they make things out to be so bad about her dad and then he explains the story about why he was banished and you're like that's so dumb like it's not like he purposely was like i'm gonna flood this this forest so all of the spirits come and attack us did they even know that it was a spiritual yeah well i'm pretty sure because it's like in the north but i mean still it wasn't they didn't preference that before you know they just said oh it's a spirit where where it's rumored that spirits are at will say i loved his backstory I loved the advancements you get to see in the north mm-hmm. and then kind of like a spirit oasis is it what the you remember the spirit oasis in avatar the last airbender season one yeah is it kind of like that but with the whole forest I kind of feel like it is because that was in the south right does the spirit oasis still exist good question I don't know. There's, there's so, so many, many things, questions. There's so many mysterious things about the water is tribe. Is UA still the moon? <laughs> is UA still the... Yeah, that's a good question, actually. Also, I will say Varric. 
I feel like could be Sokka's kid. Yeah, Hear you were me telling out. me telling He's me this water today. tribe. Same characteristic, same personality, and he's also an inventor. Yeah, it which kinda... Sokka was too. But if he was Sokka's kid, they I would mean, have mentioned it. Or yeah, it but up. I mean, it does. They do have a lot of similarities. So I'm just saying, like, if they wanted to pick like, that if he up had as a like story, some kind of secret love child, and it was Varric. Yeah, yeah, I feel like they could go that route. Yeah, I I could see that definitely. Um, the water flag symbol on the ships when Unalak comes in boss Boss. by far i love the i'm just a huge i will always choose water over all the elements i personally have always loved it they just have the best backstory in my opinion even though it's not that much it's just they're op like you can literally heal bend water and calm blood spirits. bend. You can turn and spirits good. Yeah, true. Or I mean, evil, depending on... There's so many. There's also a moment where Katara is holding Rohan, and it's just, just like such oh a my. cute... To me, those moments are like, oh my gosh, I'm going to cry. It's so cute. Oh, can we also acknowledge so the fact you. that Katara and Mako fight every five... Every interaction they have, I'm just Ugh. cringing. Part of the reason why I'm so done with it, I'm like... And it's always, I, I'm not, this is, I'm not misogynistic. I'm just saying it. I'm just saying it how I see it. Korra is always the one to blow it up. Mm-hmm. Mako, you can clearly understand his side of things or why he would phrase, even even that. She gets pissed at like the way he phrases things. And I'm like, oh my God, just stop, please. Yeah, and I think it just, I felt you like. You guys are so toxic for each other. Mm-hmm. I felt like they honestly didn't know how to write Korra. Like a female avatar that it it when when guys like male writers try and write a female like character, well, I think it's, they also it's had, kinda um, hard for them, I feel like. And the way that she's portrayed, like it's just not It does suck that they went the typical like Mary Sue, but also like the only confrontation I have is because I'm a crazy woman. Like that sucks. Mm-hmm. That, that, yeah. that she's even that way, but... Yeah, and, and I mean, I, I get it to an extent because she is a teenager. And as a teenager, especially a female teenager, you your hormones are going crazy. You are sassy and stuff. But, I mean, they really push it with Cora, And it makes you irritate. It, at least for me, I get so irritated with her where I'm like, I just want to slap her. Like, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> you are so annoying right now. Like, if you were to just sit back and listen and just take a moment to, like, actually analyze things, it it took five seconds for her to decide, for her to decide to go with Unalak and then all of them back off. Like, what? Five seconds? And for her to disown her own dad. Um, Yeah, and then literally was like, my dad. juxtaposition when she's acting this way, but then she's OP. Like, you can see she's really grown as the Avatar. Mm -hmm. She is so strong. Yeah. And when it, she enters Avatar State twice in these two episodes. And Aang, how many times do we ever... He, we didn't see very often. You can count on my one hand how many times he entered the Avatar State, I feel like, you know? Well, even when she didn't know how to open the portal, mm-hmm. she was still using her, like, bending. And it was, like... It looked like there was a lot of, like... Force behind for, it. Yeah. She is, she is by far, I and think... And the way she walks out of the portal... Oh, it's boss. Korra is... I think she is still... I love her as an avatar. Don't get me wrong. And I do think she does grow as the avatar. But in these beginning parts, it, she's just immature, you know? And so it's just cringy. And you're like, stop, please. Even Aang was more mature than she was when he was 12. I mean, technically 112. But you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's just... 
It's just obnoxious. But yeah, that's our nerd. And then in this episode, we get to see like they fight spirits and that's kind of like where we're at in this, which the spirits are freaking strong. There's, that would scare me. The way that Bolin reacts to them is how I would respond. Um, so one thing I noticed that I didn't notice, but be- well, I noticed before, but I never really like cared as much as I do now. Color palettes within mm-hmm. the Water Tribe. You can obviously tell that Unalak, Eska, and Desna are from the north, right? Mm-hmm. Compared to Tonrock, Korra's dad, or even Korra. Like, their getup is just different, but also the colors are, like, more purple. And I love that. So, I don't know if you'll know this. I was wondering about this. So, because the south is kind of like this badland area right now until Korra opened it up, do they all live in the north, just different parts? Or is there different parts of the south that they live in? too i was wondering that because the south is kind of looked at as like oh no don't go over there you know yeah and i was also wondering like would it be that hard to ship supplies to the south to make it just as oh i guess there is a place at the south because remember they walk up that's the next episode for us to talk about i have something to say about that but in terms of like technology and advancements like in civilization the south really is not even competing with the north Mm-hmm. Or I guess I should say the other way around. Like, the South is just... It still feels like it did in The Last Airbender. Yeah. Which I'm wondering, like, is it that hard to ship supplies or, like, send people over there from the North to build it and make it better? I think at this point, it's, like, competing villages in a way. Like, I feel like the Water Tribe is very much so like that, where, like, to each their own. Well, there is you that know, Civil War going on. Yeah, the next episode we watch is which, Civil War Part 1. Which is so boss because I was like, okay, well, these first two episodes felt like season one. Mm-hmm. It felt cohesive, felt together. And then all of a sudden at the end, it's like, because I was wondering, like, how is, I know what's going to happen next, but how is it? How are they going to do this? And then all of a sudden, Korra and Unalak are looking at the ships coming into the south. And I'm like, oh, it's already starting. Yeah, these episodes are slow i will give them like they're they're really slow i kind of liked it though i feel like it needed to be slow for you to understand and really get the concept that they're trying to push for this season because the thing is is with spirits it's all about that it's taking the time to calm them to really like i get i guess the flow of the season matches the the theme of it if that makes sense well and we're also given but there are moments where i'm like okay can we just hurry this up (laughs) Also, though, like, the animation of the evil spirits when they're, like, running around. Yeah. Creepy, but also amazing animation. I don't know who storyboarded those scenes, but... Definitely. They did a good job. Do you want to talk about episode two? We kind of already I know. (laughs) There's still some things that I want to talk about, though. This one is titled The Southern Lights. And this is the one where Chorus pretty much chose... Unalak and her, her dad, Mako, Bolin, Eska, Desna, all of them are going to the South Pole to open the spirit portal. And then while they're doing that, Tenzin and their family, like Bumi and Kaya, are going to oh, the I Southern forgot. Air yeah. Temple, to, which is, so which is Aang's home. So it's kind of cool. And then... Um, Monkey Atso's still there. They didn't clean up his body. They wanted they, the kids to see it. They just left it there. They thought it would be a good thing to remember, to call back to um 
So this episode, I guess this is where we hear about Cora's dad's background. And I literally, in my notes, have put can't blame Cora's dad because they treat him like complete trash or like he's an awful human being. And I'm thinking like he just did what he thought was best. It's not like he had malicious, malicious intentions behind it. It's not like he was like, I'm going to have all of these spirits rampage in my hometown. That's something I've realized the Water Tribe is so backwards in compared to the rest of the world in Avatar. Like, look at Paku, even. Yeah. Like, they're so close-minded in terms of, like, social issues and all that. Yeah, extremely. Um, And then another aspect, I get on Tenzin's side, when they show up at the Air Temple, you kind of, you're happy because you're like, oh, this is exciting, you know, something a little different. But then Kaya and Bumi are the last ones off of the (laughs) bison, and they're treated like servants, and they're like, we're Tenzin's siblings. And they're like, oh, Avatar Ng had other other kids? Are you guys airbenders? And it's like, no. And they're literally the girl says, I'm sorry. And I was like, wow, way to make them feel like complete but also, trash. Like, even if obviously Aang didn't have an airbending kid for the first two kids he had, but like, even if he had kids, wouldn't the world know about it? Yeah. Just for the sole fact that they could be airbenders. Mm-hmm. Well, and they're the Avatar's kids. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I you know what's kind of interesting about the Avatar I just thought of? You don't have to leave a legacy with your kids because as the Avatar, someone else will be born into the Avatar, you know? Like, yeah. you never have to worry about having kids or being able to because that's not really what's going to matter. But, I mean, I understand their hype around Tenzin because he is what is going to start a new generation of airbenders, but I also feel bad harmonic converter okay we're not there yet though wow darwan statue oh yeah janora 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 <laughs> apple bum you gotta put me on um i literally my next one janora see statue light up <laughs> that's my next note uh but she just randomly wakes up i must go see this statue janora we were Creepy. talking about this she is so in tune spiritually i would argue and say that she's more in tune than Tenzin is or ever will be and I think it's just I don't know if it's because she's the first female airbender that we get to see and females are naturally more mother-like you know they're more like in tune in those things I feel like not to say that guys aren't but she could be part of a meme where it's like I have airbending friends and it's like their airbending friend and it's Janora looking at a statue waking up in the middle of the night um yeah janora as soon as cora um unlocks the spirit portal this avatar statue lights up and it has a spirit behind it which we all know is avatar Wan, the first avatar ever and it's rava behind him but it's just cool because i don't remember that i don't either i don't remember that it's a nice nice like uh rewatchability yeah it's kind of it's foreshadowing you know you're like whoa this is super cool and you're interested but she's so in tune even just being in the room full of avatar statues just knowing i don't know having a connection (laughs) literally around in the wind um also at the end like we were talking about the end of episode two well they they look over the cliff and they see the southern like tribe and the ships all coming in that's when Cora realizes that maybe she didn't make the right decision. And you can tell on her face. She's kind of like, whoa, where is this going? And then I put, Unalak gives me Tarlock vibes. 
because he is manipulating her just like Tarlock was. Like, they each have their own agenda to push. Water except men. I'm telling you, you gotta watch out for him. But Tarlock was a little more cocky and I guess, like, it... Full I, of himself? Yeah, but it made me, it made me, like, more interested because... Winnelock's a little bit more creepier to me because he genuinely believes in his cause yeah. so much so that that's his personality. Like, he is his I feel cause. like he disconnects himself from his own kids and Cora. Like, this is his family. And it's like, he has no, even when she's like, uncle, and talks to him, like, there's no reciprocated feelings there. And his kids, he doesn't even give a fuck that... He's just like, come on. That they're with Bolin, messing around, or that they're doing their own thing. I mean, they're teenagers, but still, it's just like, there is no connection there. Obviously, his kids are so like, ugh. They have no <laughs> emotions. <laughs> I really don't like them, Okay. I can I, I can appreciate I, their fighting style, but they themselves, I'm not a fan of. Never happen. Don't like Desna. I love Eska. Wait, I thought S. Which one is which again? Eska's the female. Okay. I can never <laughs> get them. Bolin was like, I can't tell which one. I'm is Bolin. Which. Bolin's a bi icon. These episodes, <laughs> I just. I do like. I'm really into. I I had to stop watching because I didn't want to do what I did in season one and rewatch all of it and then ruin it for myself. So I'm trying to take it slowly this season. But it has been very interesting. I did like these two episodes. I'm really excited to see the next two again. But yeah, that's all I have to say about it. Do you have anything you want to add? Any small things you can remember? Other oh the um. What is it? The celebration? What was that celebration for? It looked like a circus almost. Oh, it's it's in like honor of the spirits. Yeah, the spirit festival. Yeah, right? yeah. Wow, how did... <laughs> We're like, what is it? <laughs> oh, what? also, we did it again with uh, the diggers. What are they called? Oh, my... Okay, someone Please, help us somebody out. comment or email us, whatever you can <gasps> to contact us. Please, send us a message on Instagram, Twitter, email us at letstalkavatarnem at gmail.com. Literally, me and Isaac need the answer to this. We were driving around, and we were talking about those, like, construction You know how there's, like, vehicles? bulldozers or, like, excavators, but, like, what are the ones... That dig. Like, it digs and lifts up the dirt in, like, the little canister thing yeah <laughs> and then like it like the claw sco- oh it scoops it and then it moves it to another place we couldn't think of the word so we called it digger because we were like what but we it? know there's a word it's just literally left and we looked our it brain. up and we looked it up on google and it we just kept saying excavator it. and we're like that's not what we called it, it it's a different what word is it it's like a construction vehicle that you use to literally dig what is it called does anyone know please let us know we've been this has been an issue for the it's past yellow week. it's big it has a crane yeah and it scoops dirt up tell us what it is if you know this isn't <laughs> avatar related but please we need to know We've literally asked people in our family too. Oh, we forgot to ask Dade, but and Heather, but still, maybe you guys will give us an answer quicker than our family. Yeah, I was just gonna say the Spirit Festival, boss. Um, perfect way to introduce the like evil spirits and all that kind of thing in the whole theme of the season. So, I thought that was really cool. But that's pretty much all I had for these two episodes. Yeah, I said my piece. I should make peace. Um. <laughs> oh, Bolin and Asami. 
went into Varric's ship. Oh, yeah. And didn't Asami get a deal with Varric? Yeah. For Future Industries, which is a big... It's really beneficial to her since it's not doing too well. Man, she's a teenager. Like, running... But also, she's going through it, I feel like, more than Korra is, honestly. like Yeah. Asami's Korra always... at least has people around her that can tell her what's going on and help her with it. Like, that's literally her life is people there to help her train in the Avatar a- ways. Asami's boyfriend just went for... The Avatar. friend. And her dad is in prison. He tried to kill her and... Now she's having to run the business that he started. And it's failing. So, so. <laughs> you go, Asami. You still doing it? Yeah. If Asami can do killing. it, you know. If Asami can make it through, you guys can make it through. That's she what I'm telling myself now. When I'm really feeling it, I'm just be like, you know what? If Asami did it, I can do it too. I feel like she's not really showed in these, like, showcased in these episodes. I think they wanted to make it known she was there, but she's kind of in the background the entire series, especially this one. This one, this series focuses mainly on Korra and Unalak, you know, because it's it's so spiritual. True. So I don't feel like it really needs to involve, and besides Janora, because Janora is very spiritual too. But you know what I mean? Like, there doesn't need to be so many characters involved in this series. I'm excited for getting to hear about the Avatar backstory. That's why I love season two. Why? So many people hate uh, it and I love it. I don't know. I, the art style is cool. I just feel like it was dragged on. Like I, I love the story. It, 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 it puts me in a comfortable mood when I watch it. It's just a nice package of episodes, but... It doesn't leave you on the edge of your seat. Is that what you're saying? No, and it's it's cool to learn about the first Avatar and all that, but it's like something about it. I just feel like there's no payoff. It's just something about it just doesn't. It just feels off to me. Like there's, it's not. Like I should have been more excited about it, but I'm not. Like I don't mm-hmm. care about it as much I as I agree. do even the main storyline. Don't agree, but you know. I need to watch all of them. I need to watch the seasons all the way through again to make my final mind up about it. But I do like season two. So. I do too. And I don't like when people. If you don't like season two, come for me. I don't care. Fight me. We'll talk about season two. I'm 11, so shut the fuck up. (laughs) I'm 11, so. Fight me. Um, Mentally, I am 11, so there you go. Mentally, I am here, and it's the. Insert. No. (laughs) We insert another thing. And it's the same uh, radio show room that Iggy Azalea was in when he was like, <laughs> <laughs> that shit is fun, trash, get off the airways. Uh, Anyways. Okay, we've dragged this on just like season two. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> As always, thank you guys so much for listening. We're so happy to be back recording. We are talking about moving our release day. Actually, by the time you listen to this, we might have changed our release day. Currently on Fridays, but we'll see. Yeah. Anyway, I'm Rachel. I'm Isaac. And we hope you guys have a fabulous week. We will see you next week with another episode talking about season two, episodes three and four. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find us on our website at nonessentialmedia.com, on Twitter at Let's Avatar, and on Instagram at Let's Talk Avatar. Join us next week for another episode. And as always, thank you so much for all your support.